The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Check out this quick snippet from the Fasting Reset Summit. Let's listen in. Let's talk about stomach acid for just a second and like HCL pepsin. Uh, Tell people about what, like for me, like if someone gave me a Tums, I would be like, heck no, like I would never take it. So talk about the importance of stomach acid and why all these people are feeling like they need to take Tums, Tums, Tums. Well, most people feel like they need to take it, not because they have too much stomach acid, but because they've eaten, basically they've eaten their stomach into a state of hyperinflammation and they're not producing enough stomach acid. See, the symptoms of too much stomach acid and the symptoms of not enough stomach acid are the same. They both feel like acid reflux. It, what's funny is in medicine, and, and, and even if you are taking it over the counter, but a lot of people go to their doctor saying I have reflux and then they get a medicine, right? But there's no, sub, there's no objective test that doctors run to say your stomach acid's too high or your stomach acid's too low. They generally just make the assumption that it's too high if you have the symptoms. So then they put you on stomach acid suppressors, mm-hmm. right? And the problem with that is stomach acid is necessary for a lot of different things. So one of the most important functions of stomach acid is it's a part of your immune system. So when you eat food, doesn't matter where that food comes from, it's gonna have bacteria, it's gonna have potential poisons in it. And part of the job of the stomach is to neutralize those bacteria to prevent you from getting an inoculation of an infection down in your GI tract, right? So that stomach acid helps to protect you from things like bad bacteria, from viruses, from uh, potential fungus or, or yeast and that are in your food naturally, right? Because these things are in our food naturally and, and they're supposed to be there. Our stomach acid is just designed to help neutralize it, right? But one of the other functions of stomach acid, it, very important, is to break down protein. Now, protein is, is if we break down protein into smaller constituents, those are called amino acids, right? And so the amino acids are kind of the fundamental building blocks and molecular workhorses of our biochemistry. And you have about 20 different amino acids that your body needs. You have 10 of them that are essential, which you have to eat from food. And so if you're suppressing your stomach acid with Tums, Rolaids, or or prescriptive medications, what's happening is you're not breaking the protein down as effectively. And again, when you don't break protein down, it putrefies. Okay, it putrefies, that means it rots. So imagine, and you know, you could set food out on the counter and you leave it out long enough, it's gonna rot, right? So let's take the person who suppresses their own stomach acid. Their food is rotting in their gut. They're constipated, so that food is not being pushed down. So it's just kind of hanging out. They're maybe having a bowel movement every two days, right? So they've got rotting food just sitting in their GI tract for a couple of days you know, releasing all types of putrefaction chemicals that are oxidative and that can damage the gut lining. So it's a very bad idea, again, to suppress your stomach acid unless you've confirmed through pH Mm. endoscopy where the doctor had you swallow a pill and they measured the pH of your stomach and your pH of your stomach was highly, highly too acidic. Remember, the average pH of the stomach is around two and a half. So the stomach is supposed to be acidic where people have symptoms of reflux is when they damage their stomach lining, creating an erosion of that mucus. The mucus is like a coating that prevents the acid from damaging the underlying cells. And so, for example, if you pop ibuprofen or naproxen, mm. okay, or any other non anti-inflammatory drug, including aspirin, aspirin can cause erosion of the 
lining of the GI tract in baby doses. One-tenth of the dose of a baby aspirin can cause your stomach to begin bleeding because it's tearing a microscopic hole in the mucosal lining of your tract. And, you know, how many of you out there were told by a cardiologist, take an aspirin a day to, you know, to reduce your risk of heart disease? And now we're finding now that all that advice for the past 30, 40 years about aspirin has been wrong. Right, and so, so those of you who still have that mantra, that belief, I want, I'm saying this today because I want you to understand that if you're doing that, you're destroying your GI tract lining, particularly your stomach and your upper small intestine, and you're subjecting yourself to express or experience the symptoms that doctors might misdiagnose as, as heartburn or acid reflux, when in actuality, your acid levels are either too low or that problem is not because you're making too much acid. That problem is because you're doing something that eroded your stomach lining. Are you enjoying the summit and hearing all the great advice that you don't want to forget? Get the all access pass and get all the video presentations and the audio downloads of every single session. You can get the all access pass and listen to the summit all year long if you want. The best part is you get all of the transcripts so you can go back and read and see every little note that they talked about. Go to FastingResetSummit.com to get your all access pass today. Hey guys, Lauren here. Did you know Chantel just released her new book, Fasting of Freedom? The book is all about the benefits of fasting from a biblical perspective. You'll discover how you can see supernatural healing in your body. You will learn how to discern God's still small whisper to guide you and help you make decisions. You will also master utilizing God's power to overcome difficult times and receive a breakthrough when you are stuck. And you will see how fasting can help you gain a victory over a nagging area of sin in your life. You can order your copy right now on Amazon or go to fastingoffreedom.com. Link is in the show notes. Hey guys, I just finished writing a quick little 20 page recipe book that has some of my most amazing smoothie recipes. Everyone that comes over is like, Chantel, you can turn a smoothie into gold. And so I'm sharing that with you free. It's got my tropical colada smoothie recipe, my extra super green smoothie that tastes delicious, and it's all for free. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash smoothie for your free book. I've also developed my own product line. You'll be able to get all these multivitamins that I'm doing in one pill. Each nutrient is totally legit. All the formulas are tested and science-backed without any mystery additives. Personally, my thyroid is better. My skin is glowier. I have more energy. This supplement is vegan, non-GMO, gluten, and allergy-free. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash supplements and check them out. Now back to the show. Let's talk about, it's funny because if you Google on the internet and you said, you know, does grains make you constipated or do you need that fiber to help you poop? It, you'll literally get like 50 articles saying, hey, you need that fiber to help you go poop. And then you'll get another 50 that will say, hey, no, you know, gluten and grain, gluten is a protein that, you know, some people experience constipation when they eat those foods. And a lot of times, you know, even grains make people constipated. So talk about that. So, yeah. So grain, understand that first of all, everybody reacts differently. Um, there's no, there, you know, there's, we can generalize all day long, but the, at the end of the day, when we generalize, you know, the unique person's experience and outcome is their unique outcome. So I, I, for, at, after saying that, I am going to generalize, right? So some, there's, there's a percentage of people that when they consume grains, 
it causes constipation. And one of the reasons why it can do that, understand what grains are. Grains are the seeds of grass. So, you know, seeds are basically what grains are. Now, some people will say, well, there's lots of fiber in that seed, just like flaxseed, even though flax is not a grass, it's, it's something else. But, um, but, but the seeds themselves are fiber rich, therefore that should help a bowel movement. And that's not necessarily true. There are proteins within seeds. Protein, one of them is gluten. Uh, there's actually gluten is not one protein. It's it's I think to date we've got like a thousand different forms of gluten that have been identified and and, and um, you've also got lectins which are proteins. You've got serpentins, amylase trypsin inhibitors, different categories of plant-based proteins that are found in seeds. And the job of these proteins is to perpetuate the life cycle of the seed by protecting it from being eaten into extinction. And people forget this, this is basic biology. This, whether you're gluten sensitive or not, I'm not even talking about that. So imagine you eat this food that's highly seed-based, like bread, and the amylase trypsin inhibitor, which is in that bread, one of the things it does is it shuts down your pancreas. That's what it amylase trypsin inhibitor, it inhibits your pancreas's ability to produce digestive enzymes, why? because that seed doesn't want to be digested. Doesn't want to, it wants to come out in your poop and because that's fertilizer. And this is its defense mechanism because it can't run away from your mouth. So it's developed a defense mechanism of biology, right? A chemical biological mechanism to help preserve its own species because that's its job, is to preserve its own species from, from going extinct. And so for some people, mass seed intake creates constipation because some of the proteins in those seeds can inhibit digestive processes. And this has been studied and studied and studied. For other people, proteins and seeds can actually activate in the GI tract something called a toll-like receptor, a TLR. These toll-like receptors are part of the innate immune system. That means it's not an antibody. It's not the same thing as an allergic response. It's, it's, not, it's a non-antibody immune response. And a toll-like receptor, when activated, basically is going to stimulate an inflammatory response to try to neutralize whatever activated it. So like when that, when that wheat or that other protein, whatever it is that they're eating that's seed-based, attaches to a TLR, toll-like receptor, you get this immune cascade that occurs. That, and in the process of trying to exterminate that damaging protein, there's a collateral and damage of inflammation that occurs in the GI tract. And this is why some people develop inflammatory bowel types of diseases, things like celiac or Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, but also just generalized inflammation in the esophagus or eosinophilic infiltration or lymphocytic infiltration. These are types of white blood cells that will infiltrate, infiltrate into the different um, GI tract tissues as a result of a toll-like receptor response. And so again, these are natural innate immune defense mechanisms that we have to protect us from foods that our body might perceive to be a potential danger to us. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.